0: Hello and welcome back to the Journeys to Wellness podcast with Luke and Jane. I'm a nutritionist, Jane is a psychologist, and we're excited to be back with you. We've had a bit of a break from doing this because we've both been really busy, I've been studying, and we're excited to come back to you today with this episode, which is all about the gut-brain connection and how important our gut health is in relation to our mental health. And... I think there's some really good things in here to look into and really just that a lot of our anxiety and depression or other things can be linked back to our gut health. And so taking a look at that can really have a positive impact on our mental health. So I hope you enjoy this episode and we'll
1: get into it. Brilliant Luke. I think first question I wanted to ask you because you've got really good knowledge around the gut brain just tell us a little bit about what's going on in the gut
0: yeah well if people have listened to our episode on the wise mind oh yeah yeah which we talk about the gut brain and how we have billions of neurons in our gut basically and It's known as the second brain. And we talked about why listening to your gut feeling, there's a lot of science behind that, because the gut is taking in information, it's processing information from our environment, and it's communicating with our brain through the vagus nerve, which connects basically our brain and our body. And it goes through our heart, our gut, and connects our organs and our brain, and allows our body and mind to communicate. And our gut is fascinating because it has, got the microbiome and if you're not familiar with the microbiome it's basically trillions of microorganisms that live in our colon and what's fascinating is we actually have more microbes in our colon than we have human cells in our entire body. Say we have 30 trillion human cells in our body we might have 40 to 50 trillion microbes
1: in our gut. So we need to feed these optimally, if we want to stay mentally well and physically well.
0: Yeah, and so our microbiome has a huge impact not just on our mental health but our physical health and that's because when the food we eat is digested by these microbes and converted into different compounds, some of these can be, there's ones called short chain fatty acids that are anti-inflammatory and feed the cells of the colon. Also, 90% of our serotonin is produced in our gut, 50% of our dopamine is actually...
1: All for good, they they create good mood.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So basically, all of these really important things that help us to feel good are produced by our microbes in our gut. Mm. And when we look after our gut and have a healthy gut we can ensure that we're getting a healthy amount of serotonin a healthy amount of dopamine we're reducing inflammation in the body and just creating a healthier environment and like basically just helping ourselves to be able to have a better mood
1: and so give us an example of so because i know that certain foods Can cause anxiety more than other foods. Can you tell us which, what are the top foods that can cause anxiety and why they cause anxiety?
0: Yeah, so we can start with an understanding of like what is good food for the gut. And basically, scientists that have studied huge populations and they've looked at gut health over many years have identified one key feature of a healthy gut and a healthy microbiome is people that ate more than 30 different whole plants per week. So, the reason that is, is because the fibre in plants, in whole foods, feeds these beneficial bacteria in our gut that produce these important things to help us with our mood and mental health. And so, while whole foods are really beneficial for our gut, processed foods, packaged foods, refined foods, where they remove these beneficial fiber, and there's actually some other compounds that are important as well. As they remove these, these can actually go into our gut and feed bacteria that cause inflammation, re- reducing the amount of positive ones and increasing the amount of potentially more harmful ones. and. Yeah you could imagine processed food like white bread, refined food, like chocolate, candy, all of these things. Basically anything that's not in a whole food form, you can imagine whole foods are our fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, seeds,
1: and legumes. And yeah. So those are all really good things. So... Give us an example of, because I know that we were talking before the podcast about some foods can really promote anxiety and then there's other foods that can reduce anxiety. Can you, just so people can get a quick snapshot of what would be good to eat less of and what would be good to eat more of specifically. Yeah,
0: so things like sugar have been shown to consistently increase anxiety and that's because... It increases our blood sugar when it doesn't have in the whole, like imagine you're eating a fruit. There's some sugar in there, but there's also fiber and there's other things and this slows down the release of blood sugar into our bloodstream. But when we eat, say you eat a chocolate bar that's full of sugar or you drink some like soft drink that's full of sugar, our blood sugar goes up and up and then it comes down. And as it comes down, this can leave us feeling anxious or irritable or depressed or like just not grounded. And so a great tip to help with that is as we're creating our meal to think of including some whole foods, some like good complex carbohydrates, some fat and some protein.
1: Yeah, so specifically?
0: Yeah, so specifically like imagine you're putting your meal together you could have half of it as like fruits and vegetables so like potato sweet potato cucumber courgette capsicum just all like fruits and vegetables and then a quarter being protein and a quarter or and then also having a serve of healthy fat which would be like olive oil avocado some nuts and seeds or some nut butter making a sauce with some nut butter or something Mm. like
1: that and a protein such as
0: that could be like ideally as well including more sources of plant protein in our diets because as i mentioned fiber is what feeds the beneficial bacteria in our gut so when we're eating plant protein we're getting a good source of protein that's also got fiber to help feed our gut such as yes. <laughs> so things like beans <laughs> um, lentils these are good sources mm. of plant-based protein some people might like to try like a protein powder and then if people are going for like animal proteins like things like fatty fish are good and they actually have things like omega-3s that are beneficial for our brain health as well
1: and if you're going to have some some animal meat like um, is, is it right that say organic chicken could, would be the best? To-
0: yeah <clears throat> and I think generally like consuming it in smaller amounts and the thing that I work on with clients is rather than excluding foods is we want to focus on adding foods to our plate because that's going to create a healthier relationship with food we're adding things in and adding in more plant protein and then if you're having like animal protein focusing on getting a good source like you say like organic and you don't actually need so much of it and yeah a lot of people like meat might be the star of the plate but as we're increasing more of these whole foods that's going to improve our gut health and improve our mental health
1: Mm, yeah I like that and I think it's just such a big thing to to remember all these things and if, if someone's listening and saying well this just all sounds a bit too overwhelming is it okay just to change one thing
0: yeah and so that's absolutely what i'd recommend for people is just doing something really simple and easy and that could be for example starting with your breakfast it's the first meal of the day and if you start that off, you can do basically whatever you want for the rest of the day just keep your old routine, but just focusing on creating a healthy breakfast and something that I love for that and that I actually have every day as a smoothie because it's a great way to include some different foods so you can include some complex carbohydrates or even from fruit like banana provides a good base some berries that are full of antioxidants, polyphenols and fiber that feed our gut reduce inflammation in the body, some healthy fat like some almond butter or some peanut butter that's going to slow down the absorption of that blood glucose and then some protein which can come again from some a bit in the nut butter, you can add some seeds like some flax seeds or some hemp seeds that are really high in omega-3s and hemp seeds and basically these essential fatty acids that are really important for our brain health, for our cardiovascular health. and then. If you want to bump up that protein a bit more, you could look at adding a protein powder as well if you want.
1: Mm, so that sounds like a really great way to start the day. What if people have a healthy muesli, let's say just with oats and a little bit of coconut and nuts and seeds. Yeah,
0: so a muesli is also a great way to do it because you're getting the complex carbohydrates in the forms of oats and oats actually have special type of fiber that has been studied and has been shown to be really beneficial in improving healthy bacteria in the gut having some nuts and seeds to provide that healthy fat and then yeah they also provide some protein you could add some nut butter to your muesli if that's helpful like a small amount not too much like just a a tablespoon or so or a bit less and yeah if people want they could also add add a bit more protein to that as well but that would be up to them,
1: depending on their goals. Sounds really good. And I think also, like when you said reducing sugar, we're not saying you can't have chocolate because you can have these. There's, there are really delicious dark chocolates out there yeah. now. That you can have. And in fact, those can be helpful for reducing anxiety. Am I right?
0: Yeah. So, like dark chocolate and especially like cacao has compounds that are beneficial for our mood. And so, we can even do like simple swaps. So, for example, rather than having white pasta, you can get wholemeal pasta. That's a really easy swap to do. And with wholemeal, you're getting the improved nutrition. It hasn't, when they refine flour, it's removing away. The basically the more nutritious parts of the grain and just leaving the carbohydrate but eating a whole grain, it's more nutritious, it has more fiber it's not going to give you that elevation and then crash where you lose your energy and yeah with chocolate, swapping to a darker chocolate it's going to be higher in cacao or cocoa which has these beneficial effects and it's going to be lower in sugar so it's a win-win, you can still enjoy your chocolate but just changing the one that you buy and it might taste a bit different at first, but we know as we create a new habit, it might take about a month, but our tastes change and we can actually adapt and begin to enjoy something new. And especially if we're empowered and we know that it's good for us and we're making a positive change, we can feel really good about making these changes.
1: And I I like what you said about creating a habit and that's where I come in as a psychologist because creating a habit is not an easy thing to do. And, and I loved how you said just choosing one thing to do. Just make one change to start. And, and I would say around that, really getting a read. Really, really starting to notice how am I feeling before I've made this change. And after a week, how am I feeling after I've made that change? Has it made any difference? Do I feel a little bit more energetic? And I think that it's really good to have a, have that read on it to, to be quite specific and clear. And another thing is just setting ourselves, just knowing what is our goal? What am I wanting mm. to achieve? And if I am wanting to achieve optimum physical and mental health I have choices to make yeah. and really being aware of when, I, when someone brings around that big packet of gorgeous chips um, and they rip it open and they're crunching into these delicious organic chips I can make a choice what is my choice because if I eat those chips if I eat uh, half the packet or more How am I going to feel afterwards? Is it going to take me towards my goal of optimal health or is it going to take me away from my goal? And I know for myself I have to really really think about that because for me chips are delicious and I want to eat them. So what I do for me is I just have a small amount. I'll get a tiny little bowl and have my small amount of chips. I'm not giving them away altogether and I can enjoy each and every single one of them and since I've started doing this I enjoy my food a lot more because I'm a lot more mindful that I'm making some really good choices.
0: Mm, I think that's such a good point and it is we can still have those foods we love and enjoy and enjoy them more when we're mindful about it and we don't have to have an excessive amount that's going to take us away from our goals. We can still enjoy them and within the context of a healthy diet that's based around whole foods, it's totally reasonable to have like foods that you enjoy. It's important to have foods we enjoy because I think at the end of the day, eating and food should be enjoyable. Like That's kind of the point of it, right? Like Obviously, it's to nourish ourselves and to feel good but it should be in an enjoyable process and we don't want to feel like we're restricting ourselves or taking things away from ourselves. We want to be creating healthy, joyful and sustainable habits that we can stick to and that'll keep us feeling healthy now and in a year, five years, ten years, so we can grow and still be energetic and be healthy as we grow older. And yeah, I think that's such a good example.
1: Yeah, and I think for me, I just don't love brown rice, but... I, I'm actually, it's really interesting. The more I have it with curries, the more I do enjoy it. Yeah. So it's interesting, isn't it? They say that with little kids you've got to try it five, yeah. six, seven, eight, nine, ten times before they actually get used to it. Yeah. And maybe that's the same with me, but I, I still try and use brown rice but when I have white rice I just don't have as much and I really enjoy it yeah
0: Mm. I think that's a great way of looking at it and such a good point like we have to keep trying these foods and when we understand the microbiome as we're introducing these new foods it takes time for our microbiome to adjust it takes time for our tastes to adjust and that's a great point as you're introducing something do start slowly Have, if you say you're starting to eat beans and you haven't eaten them before and you're feeling gassy or bloated, just have a very small amount and give your body time to adjust. This is going to feed the sort of microbes that can digest this type of fiber. And as you slow, like slow and low is the way to go with adding foods. You want to do it slowly and over time you can increase it. And then maybe one day you can eat a whole tin of beans and you can do it mindfully and not fart at all. But in the beginning, as we add new foods, it can happen and that's where it can be good to work with someone or just I'd advise people, listen to your body, go slow and you totally can make really healthy changes. But don't try to do it overnight. It's going to take time and just know that.
1: Yeah. And something I, as a psychologist, would like to say as well is when you start this, as well as noticing how am I feeling before I have my smoothie in the morning or you might change your evening meal you might have a chickpea curry with brown rice you might, or whatever it is but just one small change every day starting to also have have a little notebook or a little bit of paper and do yourself a little gauge of whether you're an anxious person a depressed person and just, just before you start this, do a 0 to 10 gauge. So 0, no anxiety whatsoever, 10, the most anxious I've ever been, how am I, and you might be 8 out of 10, really anxious. And just noticing every day, doing your little gauge as well, is a really good way to give yourself that feedback. Yeah. So Because sometimes we think, oh, it hasn't really made much difference, and then... A client might say that, and then I go, okay, so what's your gauge? And they go, oh, well, I started at an 8 out of 10. Hmm, Yeah, I'm now a 3 out of 10. So it's reduced substantially. Yeah, And it can be really helpful to do that.
0: Yeah, so you're actually reflecting back and seeing how much you've changed. Yeah, and I think, again, it comes back to, as well, just like you said, making small changes. Like just focusing on breakfast, or just focusing on doing one healthy dinner. And once you've done that every day for a month, then maybe starting to do more things. But get that one thing really good first, and then start working on the other things. Mm. yeah. Amazing. And if you're interested in all of this, we're actually working on an online course about the gut-brain connection, understanding the root cause of mental health and supporting you with your mental health and also supporting you with making changes to your life because that's also an important part of it it's like we can know all of this amazing information the latest science, all of this incredible stuff that's going on in our gut but how do we actually make these changes when we're busy in life, we're stressed, we've got so much on our plate and... We're just wanting to give you the education, the empowerment and the tools to be able to make those changes and over time start feeling better, heal your anxiety or depression or whatever it is and move towards a healthier life.
1: Yeah, and that course will be going live in a couple of months time, so look out for it, it's exciting.
0: Yeah, and so to summarise today, our gut health is incredibly important. We have a huge community of microbes in our gut, even more microbial cells than human cells. They produce lots of important things that are really important for our mood, and we feed them through our diet. They eat what we eat, so focusing on eating whole foods, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes, whole grains, these will feed the beneficial bacteria in our gut, and help to unlock these beneficial compounds to heal our moods. And when making changes, focus on simple things, doing one thing, doing that for a month. Just one thing, keep it really simple and really easy, get good at that, and only then start to add on more things. You can still have the foods that you like, and still enjoy them, make some of those healthier swaps I talked about and just be mindful when you're eating you can still eat those chips and be really present with them and maybe once you're really present and you've enjoyed it you will only have a small bowl rather than half a pack when you're just like watching TV and eating them all and not really paying attention I love that we can enjoy our food even more and not necessarily have too much of food that's not the best of us we can continue to move towards our goals of being happier and healthier and enjoy our life and our food as we do it so thanks for listening to this week's episode of the journeys to wellness podcast keep an eye out for our upcoming online course in the future and i hope you have a great rest of your week